Welcome into Sosie Steam Room. My name is Drew Redstrom, and the co-host of this podcast is Blake Van Pocky. Blake, my friend. What's up, buddy? How are you? Doing good. It's uh, been a while. It's been a little bit. But, a little bit. You know, we figured with all the recent happenings, we should we should talk again. We should rekindle yeah, we should our flame. Talk some sports. I like those, and I like you sometimes. So That's good. Well, I like you is, too. Oh, well, thanks, buddy. This is uh, episode 40 of Sosa Steam Room. A couple things you need to know for advertising inquiries, or if you just want to shoot us a question via email, just shoot us an email, sosasteamroom at gmail.com, or just tweet at us. Please do not hesitate to do that. Um, we have a Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram account. Just search Sosa Steam Room. Subscribe and rate our podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and of course, iTunes. We have personal Twitter accounts, myself, at DN Edstrom, and Blake, your Twitter handle. At Soldierfield BLG. And we are a part of Wrigley Report Podcast Network. They've got a couple other podcasts starting to go on the site. It's great. We're growing as the season progresses. And, man, there's a lot to talk about today. This could hey, easily, a lot. We, if we wanted to, we could easily talk to each other for probably five hours about everything that's been going on. But we Easily. won't do that just to spare you because, I mean. We'll give you the details. We believe in your attention spans, but not really. I don't even believe in my own attention spans. Well, that's warranted. That makes sense. That's a given. So we're going to talk a little bit about this Jimmy Butler deal, Bulls draft, Marion Hosen, the Blackhawks draft, and the Cubs' recent stretch, and definitely not the Bears. Yes. 100% no bears, bears this week. No, no bears, bears allowed. Get out of here. So, so Blake, um, they they finally did it. They finally pulled the trigger on a Jimmy Butler trade and um, decided to ship off the 16th pick with him to Minnesota for Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and the 7th pick, which turned out to be uh, Lowry Markinen, who is a prospect who I like, but I don't like this trade one bit. Not at all. Explain. Uh, if you want to retool and rebuild, I don't, I'm not big on giving up picks. Um, and the fact that they had to throw in the 16th overall pick with Jimmy Butler, I think is ridiculous, um, for a, going to be a sophomore point guard now who did not have a great rookie season. Um, Zach Levine, who's coming off an ACL tear and that seventh pick, um, I, I don't see the balance. I think Jimmy Butler's a top 10 player in this league. I don't think you need to throw in that 16th overall pick for him or yeah. with him. Yeah, I think uh, most people would agree. And I thought it was funny because originally they they had that pick in the deal, like, or they didn't have to give it up. And then, like, five or 10 minutes later, I think Wojer, one of the bigger. NBA Twitter guys or journalist um, Stein said it was it Stein. Yeah. Well, Stein then said they did throw it in. So it was like, I'm not totally sure. I, I think it, I don't know if like that was holding the deal up. Like, I don't know why that would hold the deal up at all, but in terms of value, like Jimmy Butler is definitely worth two ones and two NBA proven players. Um, so I'm, I don't know why it came down to this and why they decided to make the deal anyways. I feel like 
they could have waited, you know, and found something better. Like the the ball was or the pressure wasn't on them to make a move. It was on the Celtics or the Timberwolves to make a move and they butchered it, like you said. So yeah, I don't know what other deals were out there. Apparently Boston was unwilling to even include the third pick in a package for him, which I think is ridiculous, or even the third pick for Jimmy straight up, which turned out to be Jason Tatum for them. I think that's just ludicrous. I don't understand the rationale. I don't understand the Celtics along with the Bulls. I think they're the two biggest losers from draft day for sure in my eyes because Danny Ainge keeps on just hoarding these picks. When is he going to cash them in? The time was now to kind of do that. Um, And Paul George is still around for sure. And, I mean, you have other names and things like that. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. what is he waiting for here? I don't understand the rationale in holding on to these guys. Maybe he knows something that we don't. Yeah. But I was really confused that more wasn't on the table for Jimmy. Well, I heard they went hard after Porzingis, and they still didn't meet the requirements that the Knicks were looking for, which is pretty obvious. I don't know even know why the Knicks would consider trading Porzingis, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, I, we've been hearing about the Celtics and a Jimmy Butler deal potentially happening for a year and a half now. And the fact that it kind of came and went, I don't know. It's... It, I felt like it was all going to come to fruition and it didn't, but, um, and, and now we're kind of stuck with, you know, this decision to go with kind of a lesser deal. Um, and now it's like, where do we go from here? But, uh, yeah, it's kind of underwhelming. Well, it's time to bottom out. Yeah. Uh, essentially. And it's time to play for some lottery picks and watch an absolutely brutal Bulls team next season with Dwayne Wade supposedly still leading the leading the team. Um, <laughs> so they'll they will lose a lot of games. Um, their young guys will get a lot of play, a lot of run, yeah. which will be good. Um, hopefully, some of those other guys like Portis, Valentine. Um, yeah, a bunch of the young guys on the team, Jaron Grant, mm-hmm. they really step up and play to their potential. I mean, it's not very high, but they take steps in the right direction. And these other young guys, Dunn, Levine, and now Markinen, who I'm high on. I'm pretty high on. I think he can be a good yeah. piece on a contending team. I think he's really good. He's the best shooter in the draft. Um, very skilled offensively. His defense very still – tall. There's a lot to be desired. He's a seven-footer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not particularly strong, but he can get that. Um, he can work with it. His footwork and um, his post moves, they're still a work in progress as well, but he can shoot, and that's a big plus for the type of system that Fred Hoiberg wants to run. And now it's crazy to me that the Bulls' front office has basically chosen Fred Hoiberg over Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that's what they've done. They've put most of their faith in Fred Hoiberg instead of Jimmy, which is just unbelievable. I didn't think Hoiberg would outlast Jimmy in this scenario. Oh, 
Absolutely not. That's the last thing I thought was going to happen. I, I heard the rumors of Hoiberg potentially taking the Ohio State job. And I was like, please, like, please take the job so we could just move on. But yeah, it's with Hoiberg still around and no Jimmy. It's like, what what is the direction this team is taking right now? And we know they're going for a, a rebuild, which is a good thing, but it still just seems somewhat unclear and they didn't get exactly what they needed to get out of like a Jimmy Butler deal. So I don't know. How do you feel about them moving forward from this point on? I mean, it's nice to have a a direction, but the thing I was afraid of actually happened is, you know, all these bulls fans are clamoring for change. They just want something to happen. Okay. Just give them something. That's all they're asking. Like, Oh, as long as something happens, then we'll be fine. That's a trap. You can't just be wishing for change for the sake of wishing for change. There needs to be there needs to be a lot there needs to be an overall vision cast. They need to know what they want and I felt like the Bulls front office really had no idea what they wanted um, and still don't. And mm-hmm. that's dangerous when you're just making change for the sake of making change. And it is kind of refreshing, you know, to know all right, now they're totally going to rebuild, and this is going to be, when we look at this team three years from now, going to be completely different probably with a bunch of young pieces, and there's no one Mm -hmm. left from the Thibodeau era, absolutely no one, um, except for Nico, but he's a restricted free agent, and he might not even come back. So it's it's nuts. It's really nuts, but it it is kind of refreshing, even though I'm very upset about the trade in this front office um, and just the move that they make. They just, I feel like they just don't have a grasp. They are looking very bad right now to a lot of different players. And if I'm a, if I'm a free agent, there's no way I'm going to come play for Chicago when Gar Farman's still in town. Even if oh, Paxson yeah. is, even if Paxson is running the show, no way I'm coming to town when Gar Farman's still at home. Yeah. I I don't see any big free agents signing anytime soon. If anything, this is going to be somewhat of a long rebuild. I feel like they're in such a weird spot right now. And like you said, like they just didn't get what they needed out of the Jimmy Butler deal. Like, yes, Chris Dunn and Zach Levine especially are – they're serviceable guys. Chris Dunn, not as we'll see with Chris Dunn. I'm kind of skeptical about Chris Gunn, Dunn too, Me but too. um, they just they came up short after a year and a half of deliberating and deciding if they should trade Jimmy, and then they kind of just take like an average offer at kind of the last minute and sell themselves short. I mean. I don't know. It's it, it's an interesting situation. I I do I like how they have a direction that they're like, "Hey, we're not going to just stay in this purgatory." I do like that. But now they're going to it's a long process now. Now the process is just beginning where they have to, you know, acquire draft picks and get younger and all these different things, get out of Wade and Rondo contract situation. So, um it it kind of sucks. Because, you know, playoffs aren't really a thing right now. And I don't think anyone expects them to make the playoffs. 
um, which is a bummer. I mean, it's better than what they did last year, which is just kind of like sneak into the playoffs and then just kind of play, like show us a couple games of or some flashes of good play. But um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little while before we really see them kind of this plan come to fruition. Um, and I feel like there's so many teams in the NBA right now that are, are doing that more teams farther along in the process, like the Suns and the 76ers, but the bulls are just beginning that. And I feel like they're not off to a great start with it. Yeah. So you thought that John Paxson and Gar Foreman were having a hard enough time during like kind of their quote win now phase. It gets harder from this point, folks. It gets a lot harder. And if you're confident in these guys leading the way, you really shouldn't be at all. Because this is where yeah. um, their talent really shows and their lack thereof of talent um, is really going to show and their incompetence. So get ready. It's not going to get pretty, folks. It's going to get very bad. Um, I just have no faith in this front office. Yeah. Um, an example of that is offering Dwayne Wade a contract and <laughs> he just opted in for $24 million for the second year of his deal. 35 year old Dwayne Wade, 35 year old Dwayne Wade, $24 million, 24 million reasons <laughs> why in his opinion, why he opted in. Um, <laughs> there's a little bit of speculation after Jimmy Butler got traded about whether or not Wade was going to stay. He's staying because money talks and money yeah. never lies. And uh, gosh, and he's back, folks. He will be leading the Chicago Bulls, 35-year-old Dwayne Wade, um, <laughs> $24 million man without Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Man, I can't wait to just see him dog it on defense while all these young guys are just running around and – him just looking that, like an idiot and then hosting a post-game <laughs> press conference being like, yeah, we just didn't put forth enough effort and guys got to care. They got to try harder while he's just walking on defense. That is exactly what's going to happen. It's 100%. Like he, he is going to take this year off completely. Like he's, he'll, he'll get his to like build up his free agent portfolio where he's like, Hey, I can score at 18 points a game still. But this year is going to be just a complete joke for Dwayne Wade. He just is getting paid, getting a paycheck, and he's going to get out of here. But yeah, he's yeah. probably going to get traded in the in at the trade deadline. Cavs, maybe. I hope he plays well enough to get the Bulls an asset. Yeah, I would. That would be I, I've heard. I heard those rumors of like. You know, LeBron wants Dwayne back. I'm like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> like, I, I just because they're friends, I, I, I think people connect to the dots on that. But I mean, a lot of weird things said. Like, I heard they want the the speculation for some people is Dwayne Wade, Paul George, and LeBron James in Miami in a year from now. <laughs> so, dude, those are all over the place. Don't believe the hype. I mean, I, I believe the Lakers one. I yeah I don't know no I, is that a conspiracy? I think theory LeBron is gonna leave Cleveland because yeah. Griffin is gone. That whole messy situation. I don't think they kind of rub LeBron the wrong way. Um, yeah, and I think he'll go out west maybe. So we'll see. Um, 
restricted free agents that are up, coming up for the Bulls. My large adult son, Felicio, Nikola Miritich, and MCW. At this point, I don't really see how Miritich fits. Um, giving him all that money, I don't think he can be a core guy. I like him. I was an advocate for bringing him back um, when the Bulls were kind of just going to go through this purgatory state. But now yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it. Felicio, sure, young gun, bring it back if the money's right, if you don't have to sign a huge offer sheet. MCW, just get out of my life. Um, just get out of here. <laughs> literally the worst. You see what's going on in Philadelphia <laughs> right now with the whole Markel Fultz thing? That's because of MCW. So all you Philadelphia yep. fans, just thank MCW. I saw that, that yesterday and just put my head down in my hands. Just sat there for a second. Hey, MCW is good at one thing. What's that? Throwing shots off the side of the backboard. <laughs> That's a skill. He's extremely good at that. I, I list that on my resume. Good for you. You really shouldn't, but... <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see what happens with these restricted free agents. Free agency will be interesting, and, you know, I don't know. The Bulls won't be that big of players, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Unless there's a really Unless... young, yet nice young value piece that they can go grab. Well, I, I'll, I say that, but last year I didn't think they'd be big players, and then they signed to Wayne Wade out of nowhere. So <laughs> That's true. And Rondo. <laughs> They're still unsure about whether or not they're going to bring Rondo back. I hope they do at this point. I Might really, as well. I don't really care. I yeah. don't know. I'm just numb from the Jimmy deal. And, you know, if they bring him back, that's great. If they don't, that cuts some cap. He has a three. Okay. He has a buyout. Okay. Well, speaking of Jimmy Butler, kind of coming back to the point here, what do you think of the Timberwolves now? Oh, man, they're scary. I don't know if they're going to keep Wiggins. Um, around see what they could get for him maybe, but really, I, don't I haven't know. heard we'll that. S- we'll see. I don't know. I don't think Tibbs is extremely high on Wiggins. Um, mm-hmm. I mean that's a formidable three. It's a very formidable three, and yeah. I think they drafted really well too. Um, they got the big out of Creighton, Patton, I believe his name is. Yeah, he's very serviceable. He's very good. He's a type of kind of high energy athletic big that Tibbs likes. Um. Yeah, and they have money to spend, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Tibbs is working in the in the in the depths wherever he lives. In the depths, at Kate Upton's house, underneath Gotham City. Kate Upton's house, but uh, that's underneath Gotham City. Yeah, it's, it's wherever Tibbs right wants it to be. He's a super where the rubber duckies hiding. I think have, I've made this joke like three times. You have no idea how much I love this man. I love this man so much. He was happy. He's he was real man. happy about it. Oh he loves gosh. he loves him some Jimmy. I couldn't remember if like how their relationship oh, went. Oh, so good. Very good. Okay, that's what I thought. I just needed the confirmation. Jimmy Butler, if he gets out of this season with both legs attached to his body, I will be amazed. <laughs> What okay? How what seed do you think? And if they make playoffs, yeah. I had them as like a, the as like right a six seed last year, and they didn't even make. They were awful. So yeah. give me a little bit of time. Let's wait till they sign okay. some folks. And wait till free agency. Right. Yeah, wait till free agency's over, and then we'll talk. And I'll say, okay, Timberwolves are here, or the Bulls are are twelfth. 
you know, just hanging out. <laughs> well, so let's talk some Cubs. Um, so currently, Cubs are in a series against Miami. Um, took the first game eleven to one, and then lost today. So um, rubber match, I believe, is tomorrow. Unless it's a four game series. It's a four game. Four gamer. All right. So rubber match is not Our, tomorrow. May actually, I think it's three games, and then the Washington series is four. I'm gonna. Or look. I could be. I think it's four and four. It's four and four. It is four and four. And so, um, yeah, Cubs are currently one and a half games behind the Brewers, who are still around and still relevant somehow. Don't know how it's a thing. Um, so yeah, they're one and a half games back, kind of hanging around. It could be a lot. It could have been a lot worse um, when they were going through their really bad stretch, and they're still so yeah. up and down. Um, but I think eventually. Things will turn around, and as we get closer to the trade deadline, the Cubs are definitely going to make a trade for a pitcher. So I think things are going to trend in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, the problem is we've been saying that all year. And, I mean, I still ex- I still expect it to turn around. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been more banking, though, this year on that potential trade for a pitcher, a.k.a. Chris Archer. It's going to happen, people. Just write it down right now. But uh, I feel like this this year they really need that. They need some new someone new to like kind of invigorize them. I don't even know if that's a word, but uh, they just need something to kind of get them jump started right now. Um, and I wish I had like an answer for what is happening this year because it's so confusing to me. Like it's a bunch of little things. It's yeah. It's the defense. It's the hitting with runners in scoring position. It's mm-hmm. the starters at times. It's like one of those three things at different points throughout the season. They haven't mm-hmm. had like the full, the full breakout moment like that. Everyone is doing well. Um, yeah. The strongest part of the team has been the bullpen for sure. Which yeah, easily. Yeah. So the bullpen has been the, the team's strongest, facet for sure and, and then, that's what we called like a weakness at the start yes. well not a weakness we were just like you know probably the weakest part of the team and lo and behold <laughs> look where they are now so Here we are so it's a bunch of little things that like add up at certain times it's just the inconsistency and i don't yeah. know if that's just like complacency if that's like missing locker room guys like i feel like they're missing dexter fowler a lot more than they're missing dexter so much right now yeah Hey, but so we, they do have like the best leadoff hitter of all time with Anthony Rizzo. Anthony, Tony Rizzo. Yes, they do. So let's he, can we talk about that for like half a second? Yeah, that's been amazing. Yeah, this stretch it's been freaking amazing. It's been unreal. It's, it's like since he so, got engaged, he got engaged, then yeah. he's been going off. It it was such a nice uh, surprise in a season that's been just like can't expect anything. It's been nice to see like Rizzo. Really, kind of like embracing that role as a leadoff hitter, mm-hmm. and I think it's gonna stick for at least a little while longer. I mean, he's getting on base a crap ton. He's taking a ton of walks, and anytime he hits the ball right now, it's going a far away. So I think it's gonna stick for at least a little while. I don't think it'll stick all season, but right now it's good. Yeah, I don't know how long it'll last, but if it works, then you don't mess with it if it's working. 
Um, I mean, Zobris is on the DL. He's a possible leadoff candidate. Um, and yeah. a couple others. But Kyle Slobber. Oh, gosh. Let's talk about him in a second. Um, uh, uh, hold on. But, yeah, like Rizzo's, Rizzo's tear has just been unbelievable. Um, he did not do well tonight. Um, I believe he was in the lineup. Yeah. But, you know, this, this that's what's been going on with the Cubs. Just so many ups and downs, so many. They score 11 runs yesterday. They mm-hmm. they don't score today, not a single run. So it's yep. when is it just all going to click? Like, that's the that's been the main problem. They have these great games. They like the game yesterday, eleven runs, had a ton of hits, just were killing the ball. The day before that, they got two hits, and then the day after that, they get shut out. So it's. I don't. That's the thing I I don't understand is how why and how is this happening? Like, is there any reason for this? Like, is it a Joe Madden's issue or is it just the team not coming prepared? Like, this is why this team's so like bewildering to me because I just don't understand how you can be one t- way one night and then just be completely the opposite consistently. Like, is that just who they are right now? Like, I, I don't know. I think so it's I those little things that I mentioned, plus the whole, you know, baseball thing. The whole baseball yeah. being the most random sport on earth. Yeah. That That is something to do with it a little bit. And I'm not blaming, like, just baseball being random for the Cubs' struggles. But, you know, luck does play a factor in baseball, for sure. Oh, yes. And they've been, I would say they've been unlucky, for sure. They've been on the unlucky side of the the totem pole. Oh, totally. For sure. And, you know, Schwarber, too, getting sent down to figure his stuff out. There's been a lot of, like, these younger guys who haven't necessarily been producing at the levels we were expecting, too. Mm -hmm. That's something else. Addison is starting to turn it around now, but he was struggling for a very long time. Bryant has gone through a recent uh, slump, but, you know, he'll be just fine. And then yeah. Schwarber now demoted just because, you know, he's facing a lot of lefties in this upcoming stretch and they want to get him work. And I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. I think he'll be back pretty quick. Absolutely not. It will definitely be just a uh, fine tuning. Yep. Just a little go get yourself right and then come back. Um, I think that's a lot of pressure. I didn't really think about this at the time, but, you know, he comes into World Series. He's a World Series hero, like such a big story. Yeah. He comes into this season, probably a ton of pressure. So Just, much. like, continue that, you know? Yeah. And we know he can destroy the baseball. We've seen it multiple times. But he's a much better hitter than he's shown. He's been only yeah. hitting home runs. Like, that's it. Yeah. No hits for contact. Yeah, he, he's not a 170 guy. He's just not. Like, he's – this is – this is the start of his career, and as you've probably heard Len and JD say on the broadcast, if you've been listening, it's just like a hundredth game in the MLB. So, yes, he's like been exposed to like people have been more exposed to him, and like there's this narrative of like little babe and all that, but he's still a young guy, and I compare this like I look back like Anthony Rizzo when he came into the league with the Padres. He was in like 160 for the first couple months, and they sent him down. And look at Anthony Rizzo now. So, 
nothing to be alarmed about. It's just baseball, and it's a young player, a young power hitter, and you know how power hitters are. Like, this can happen, and um, nothing to be worried about. He's going to be fine. He'll be back up by the end of the year. Um, he could be another really nice boost if he can kind of gain his confidence back. And, like, when they call him back up, and he could be that that kind of linchpin for maybe a run or something. But, um, yeah, it's it's nothing to be alarmed about whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not too I'm not too concerned. I hope he'll figure it out. And you know, it's such a mental thing. Like yeah. we have to remember that these athletes are human beings and when things aren't right in their own life, you can kind of see that at times. Even with the Addison stuff and um you know, Rizzo, yeah. like nice he's hitting the ball, he's feeling good. He's getting engaged. He's getting so married. Real good. So yeah. You know, you can when, see that. When is that guy not feeling good, though? Come on. That's true. Dan Rizzo. I don't think I've ever seen him, like, put up around on. He's such a smiley guy. All right. Let's do a quick yay or nay. Javier Baez body issue on the count of three. I'll count us down. One, okay. two, three, and then we'll say it. And we'll oh, see. I was about what, to say it right there. <laughs> we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what we say. Ready? One, two, three. Yay. Yay. Oh, we're both yaying. Look at that. We both are on the same page we are under the we complete each other's sentences sandwiches that's what i was I gonna say all right well i'm sorry that's from frozen do you know that you missed movie? the timing you ever seen that movie the disney movie oh uh yeah the one with the blonde in the snowman yes yeah i've seen it there's the they go like we finish each other's and then the guy says sandwiches that's from a lot of things i'm not gonna credit frozen just with that, but uh, I yeah, am. it, it I happened. Am. I'm crediting Frozen. So, All right. <laughs> anyway, we're in agreement about this. I believe that nudity builds community. That's been kind of like a big thing in your life, I feel like. It, I, <laughs> Since I've met you, that's been a big deal. <laughs> it That's true. Yeah. I'm all for streaking. I'm all for <laughs> the good old... You know, we came into this world as naked humans. We should embrace that. That's all I'm saying. Clothes are overrated. I think it's funny that it's the second year they've had like a cub on the the cover or whatever. Is it on the cover? Or is it just? A I think feature? it's just in there. I think it's just a okay. Feature. Well, still. Hey, that's still that's not a coincidence. The cubs are fun and good human beings that like nudity. So get them <laughs> in there. That's why they're champs. That's why they're the champs, baby. So Nudity. If, if ESPN the magazine. Came <laughs> and, up oh, to you, speaking of nudity. Sorry, before I, I'm going to cut you off here. Speaking of nudity, Anthony Rizzo. Game seven, prior to game seven. Did the Rocky speech. The Rocky speech naked. That's what won him the game in the series. See? So See? thank you, nudity. <laughs> this is what I'm Shout outs to nudity. When shout outs come up. <laughs> Nude. Put that, put that down in there. It's nude. Just nudity. Um, Put it on the dock. If ESPN, the magazine, came to you and was like, Blake, we're not going to pay you any money, but we want you <laughs> to be in the body issue. <laughs> would you say yes? Would you say no? I, I would say yes. Just give me like a baseball mitt. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me weird Photoshop ideas, You're- and I don't want to. I don't want to run with them. I don't want to run with these weird Photoshop ideas. 
Put my head on Pablo Sandoval's body. (laughs) (laughs) I might just have to do that. He was in that. People forget that. People forget that. He was in that thing. And people forget. I'm thinking of um, Prince Fielder. Yes, Prince Fielder. That's not Pablo Sandoval, Prince Fielder. People forget that the Cubs won the World Series. People forget that. And I bet people, I bet we forget that we're doing a podcast sometimes. So this is a podcast. I thought we were just this is it. This is a casually podcast. having a conversation. Good. I'm glad we're having this casual conversation. <laughs> All right. Casual. Hockey's going nuts right now, Blake. And hockey is going nuts. And I want to talk before we get into these trades. I want to talk about Hosa. Can we talk about Hosa and his and him being out for this season? Slash, that's it. Is it it? Is it a career? It's it. It's it. Um. I wish we didn't have to talk about this, but Marion Hosa, R.I.P. He's still alive, but he's he dead. he uh, is retiring. His uh, equipment is eating his body alive. Oh <laughs> All right, sorry, <laughs> sorry. You hear I, about you hear I, about I'm guys talking about it. Okay, you hear what? about guys that are like would die on the ice, die on the field. Literally, Hosa <laughs> was he was sacrificing his body, like. The skin on his body. Yeah. For you. For me. For all of us. So thank you, Hosa, for all that. We're going to miss you. I mean, there's not that many forwards who can play both ways as well as Marion Hosa. This is why I really hate this long-term IR thing. Because if you haven't read about it in the past few days, there's this idea which could or could not be true, <laughs> probably true. But uh, there's a loophole that allows teams to, who have guys who sign these really long contracts like Hosa, mm-hmm. to their last few years they only have a little bit of money left on their deals, and they have like Hosa will be making four million in the next four years. So that when they put them on long-term injured reserve, it allows them to get cap recapture. And kind of like it's kind of like a loophole in the system, um, and it's been used before. Uh, other teams have used it. No one's ever been penalized, but now they're talking about the possibly penalizing the Hawks. But back to my point, this whole thing's happening. People are like, they're doing this, you know, they're gonna get some cap back, whatever. The the thing they're glossing over is the fact that. Hosa is gone and you can say he's 39 he is old and he's slowing down like he's definitely slowing down or was slowing down but the guy could still play clearly he had 26 goals last year like just because they get cap back no amount of cap space is going to replace Marion Hosa and this is where the whole disconnect I'm like yeah it's maybe a loophole but it really it only saves them max two million dollars and you lose marion hostess so cool it a little bit greg wasinski <laughs> you heard him but so. okay right, right, let me say one more thing i'm really sad this is happening like i'm, I'm so really upset. sad it's i mean marion hosa he's he's i have so many good things to say about the guy like i just he's easily in my top five maybe top three players of all time so like i i'm going to miss him so much like i'm i'm sitting here just sad right now that we get no more marion hosa like that's a bummer 
Yeah, it's really sad. And this is such a weird way to go. Such like a weird way to go for like an all-time great, you know? Like, (laughs) my goodness, I've never heard of anything like this before. Yeah. You should read uh, Tim Buffo's piece. You kind of wrote about this, just how it can end like that. It can end out of nowhere for an equipment allergy. You know, like it's it sucks. So there's no way they can like get around this equipment allergy. It's like my thing. Like, I don't know. I'm sure they could put extra layering on or something. I what I don't even know. Like, what material is he allergic to in the equipment? Is it like the plastic? part or I, I don't know but i'm sure they tried a bunch of stuff but for whatever reason it's still an issue hey this goes back to my prior point N- nudity you know just forget <laughs> the jerseys forget it all just nudity nude hockey all right blake time to hit me with the trades line them up line up these trades all for right. me so Two huge trades happened today. Like for for Blackhawks, they were up there in terms of like insaneness. <laughs> they were insane. Um, the first one happened early this morning. Uh, Nicholas Jomerson, classic Hawk defenseman, one of another guy I think universally I really like. loved. In, yeah, universally just loved in Chicago. He gets moved early this morning. He's going to Arizona for Connor Murphy. And I'm, I didn't write down the other guy's name. <laughs> it's like Forsberg. I think his name is Forsberg and he's a backup goalie. I forget. But the the main part of the deal is Connor Murphy. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. The second one happened probably 15 minutes after. Like literally 15 minutes after the J- Jomerson deal was made official. The, this is the big one too. The, and... If you follow me on Twitter, I've been talking about this all day with everybody. But uh, Artemi Panarin has was moved to Columbus in return for Brandon Saad. And there's other two. There's Tanner Caro. And, or Forsberg's the one we got from Columbus. But obviously the two big names, Saad for Panarin. Um, and I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I'll throw it to Drew first. Like, how do you feel? Do you think this is a fair trade? Do you think Blackhawks won? I like the prospect of not having to pay Panarin because we knew eventually when that deal did and he was going to ask for a ton of money, we get sod for a couple extra years for the same price. Don't worry about a contract extension. And if we do want to extend him, he's still young. He'll still be a young player. So... I mean, in terms of production, I think Saad will fit in well. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Were their seasons pretty similar, or who had the advantage? I would guess Panarin. Panarin had the better season points-wise and possession number-wise, but Saad still... He took way more defensive zone face-offs or defensive zone starts and just was generally better, more effective on the other side of the ice. Um, but in terms of goals, uh, I think they're about even at like 31. Yeah, so I don't hate the deal. I really don't. I'm more perplexed about the Yalmerson deal and what that means than the 
Panarin and Saad deal. Um, I mean, it kind of feels like a wash to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah. Um, this one kind of took me by surprise. I'm not sh- totally sure why exactly. I know Jalmerson's deal is up in two years, but and and they wanted that con- cost controlled defenseman, young defenseman. But the guy they bring back, Connor Murphy, just not even close to the caliber defenseman of Nicholas Jalmerson. And the Hawks are. They're kind of in a weird spot where I I think they really want to contend still. But they also want to get a little younger and they want to figure out their cap situation. So they make a move like this. But then you lose a guy like Nicholas Jalmerson, who's been who's such a great fit in Q system and has been just such a essential piece to like all three cup runs. He was such a big piece. Um, so. You know, the Saad deal, I feel like that one was more value for value. Like you see value in both guys, but you can you can understand why they would do that deal. This one, it's like, yes, you get a younger guy, but your team gets significantly worse and it creates holes in their defense again. So it's just, you know, the rationale is there. Like you can understand maybe why they made the deal, but when you're getting a guy who's just not even close, you're not even close to the level of a Nicholas Jomerson. It just doesn't, that's where you have to kind of disagree with the move. Cause just looking at them objectively and, but then again, Connor Murphy, you know, he hasn't looked great in his time in Arizona, but he's in, he's in Arizona for one thing. So terrible system. Second thing is, you know, he's still young. So, you know, maybe he improves and, you know, we've seen it before tons of times. You come to the Blackhawks and you get that like renewed sense of purpose and you're, you're skating with Duncan Keith and it's just different. And that's who I'm assuming he'll pair up with. But, uh, yeah, just that one took me by surprise. Um, I hope I'm wrong and I hope Bowman blows us away and finds this gem. I know he's it's another guy Bowman has called about before has been interested in before. So that I, I think that's a good sign because it shows he's at least checked up on this guy and he, he believes in him. Um, but on the outskirts, it, it doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll have to just keep an eye on this when the, when the season starts up yeah. and yeah. What do you think about this draft? What do you think about this draft class as, as a whole and it being in Chicago? Do you think it was a good thing? Bad thing? I thought it was really cool to see it in Chicago. I thought the fans were great. They were uh, Gary Bettman was joking around with them, uh, saying some funny stuff, and you know they booed the right amount of people and all that. Um, I hope it's back, and I hope I hope in general Chicago and the state of Illinois like keep growing their hockey base. Like I feel like it's a really good place right now for hockey, and I hope that continues. But that's a whole other thing. Um, in terms of the draft, this year's class was like two steps below last year's class. Um, in terms of talent, in terms of depth, uh, I still think there's good players out there to acquire. 
but nowhere near like the level of player of like Austin Matthews or Patrick Line. Like just not even close. Mm-hmm. But looking at the Hawks now, they're picking 26 overall. They traded back. They got a third run pick. Um, got the same guy they were going to pick uh, at that spot. Um, do you have his name up right now? <laughs> I I do not have his name. Up uh, right I, I literally just clicked that. Okay. Um, I'll get in a second. It's all right, buddy. It's Henry. Henry joking. Joking. <laughs> we'll, cut, we'll cut you some slack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, who like it's really hard to watch any of these prospects. Like the only reason I know anything is because I I went in and looked it up. My like I I specifically looked it up on the internet. So like there's no way you can really watch these guys. But from what I can tell, this guy has potential. Um, and that's about all I know about him. But good for him. They they He's wanted got potential. Him. He's got they, heart. They, they didn't get the guys I wanted. Uh, some of them went a little earlier than I expected, but um, Henry, you know, we'll see. I like his name. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's, he's from Finland. Oh, hey. yeah, the Bulls and the Blackhawks oh, on the same Finnish train. Markinen tweeted out at him. Did you oh, see really? that? Yeah, he said, no, I, did. I already know that Chicago's feeling like home and is like, congrats at so-and-so. It's like, oh my god! Oh, cool. I I love when like athletes of different sports like talk to each other and come together. I always I always like that. Hey, I think Lowry's gonna be a nice guy. Big fan. Yeah. Um, and you have Phil Kessel on here. Is this because you're just in love with Phil Kessel? Well, have we? Did we even talk about? Yes, we, we did. talked. We, we did. talked about post finals. Yes, we did. Okay. Okay. So, Phil but can Kessel's I talk about Phil Kessel for like two seconds? Yeah, sure. I'll give you your full Kessel time. Okay. Felicio is Drew's adult father. That makes Phil Kessel my <laughs> adult father. And uh, two-time champion. So, suck on that, Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let's get into some shout-outs. DJ Folklore, Sammy Sosa, Chris the Foreign Thunder, Hector, Sydney Norman, Beefton Scoville, WrigleyReport.com, Javier Baez, Barack Obama, David Ross, Anthony Rizzo, Cristiano Felicio, my adult son, Phil Kessel, Ryan Pop, The Internet, Chicago Cubs, all the moms out there, David Holmes, Theo Epstein, Nintendo, and human beings. Just some yes. final plugs for you all. Find us on Twitter at Sosa Steam Room, Instagram at Sosa Steam Room, Wrigleyreport.com, subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes, leave a review. Please, if you enjoyed any of this nonsense, and Blake, any words of wisdom for the people? Always believe in the fill. (laughs) Believe in the fills in your life, folks. Trust them with your life. We will see you next week. Probably some more Bears news coming up. Hopefully, Hopefully. um, NBA free agency will be kicking off. We just did the sandwiches thing. By that time, finish to our sandwiches, and uh, (laughs) we'll have more for you next week, folks. Yeah. We're back. Promise. I hope. We're back. You never yeah, really know. MP promises for the most part. Yeah. But I don't work at nights. He doesn't work at nights. Everybody. All right, folks. See you later. Work during the day. go hard like things that go hard. Think of things that go hard. I go hard like that.
Post it up on your blog like that. Post up, see that y'all like that. I'ma drive in my car like fruit. See me driving by in my car like fruit. People wanna ride, but I ain't got room. They see me in my ride when I play that. Boom. Now blame that broom when I broom right past. But I got one too many brooms if you ask. But I got 122 on the dash, and I'm gonna run these 22s right past. I get cash for people who get cash. See people who get cash, I get cash like that. I got a stash like that. You ain't got a mustache like that.